What is this? Season two? Season two, episode three dash four. Three dash four. Three dash four. It might be splitting it up into two. Yeah, we're definitely definitely splitting it up into two. I mean, we we say we're gonna knock it out quickly, but we won't. This is what I brought you, this you can keep This is what I brought you, may forget me I promise to depart, just promise one thing Kiss my eyes and lay me to sleep This is what I brought you, this you can keep This is what I brought you, may forget me I promise you my heart, just promise to sing my eyes and lay me to sleep Kiss my eyes and lay me to sleep This is what I thought, I thought you'd need me This is what I thought, so think me naive I promise you a heart, you promise to keep Kiss my eyes and lay me to sleep Well, today, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be drinking some uh, Elysian Stardust. Space dust. Space dust. Space My dust. bad. My bad. So we Space got- <laughs> dust. <laughs> so we're, we're not even drunk yet. We're not even drunk yet. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got, the, we got the Elysian Space Dust, and then I don't know how new this one is. I, I don't know if it's old or what, but this is the first time I've seen it at the local Valero gas station uh, at... Uh, Apple Valley and Highway 18 over there. Uh, Golden Road Guavadilla. It's a nice blonde L with guava and pineapple. And you know we'll be doing the we'll be doing the official kind of get down with the beers at the end of the episode. But first impressions, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fruit beer kind of guy, which I feel like we've had this conversation before. Um, I am a big fan of guava and pineapple. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge fan of pineapple. As discussed last week. As discussed last week. Um, yeah, not not too bad so far. So we'll we'll have the official, um, you know, discussion about the beer at the end of the episode and let you guys know what we think. But again, Golden Road and Elysian Space Dust. I have had the Elysian Space Dust time and time again. I've also had some mean hangovers off of it, so be careful with that one, fellas. Oh, boy. And ladies. Yeah, Elysian Space Dust, that's what I just uh, tapped into here. A little here. potent. A little potent. Yeah, eight, eight, eight and a quarter percent. That's why I said be careful with uh, those. You know, like I said, some mean hangovers. Good thing I'm only drinking three because, I mean, it, that's all I'm going to need, I think. Yeah, and the uh, the guava dia, it's only it's only like a four point four point two four point four or something, you know. Oh, four point five, making it a nice. You know, we're coming up on summer here, so you know, when you guys are out at the that's beaches, a little summer beer, a little spring beer, SoCal beaches, Brazilian beaches, Costa Rican beaches, East Coast, West Coast, whatever. White beaches, Ooh. black beaches, Mexican beaches. Oh, I love all the beaches. We're colorblind. <laughs> As we'll be discussing a beach when is a we beach. start talking about, well, we'll get to it. But grab your grab. <laughs> I will your lay guava. on. I will lay on any beach. Any beach is a good beach. Life's a beach. <laughs> Dig it. All right. Uh, that's that's what we have for the beers today. Um, let's get into the music side of this. We are going to be reviewing two of our favorite albums from two of our favorite bands. Uh, my selection for this week is AFI's Black Sails in the Sunset and uh, Ziggy has and chosen. And I will be going over or we will be going over uh, from my side of the things. Uh, Stick to Your Guns for what it's worth. The first studio album from Stick to Your Guns way back. Yes. When? So Technically 
this isn't the first AFI album, but it is it is the first installment um, that includes all current band members. So they had three prior to this. This is their fourth uh, studio album with Nitro Records. And, um, yeah, it's got the current band. Um, the other ones will be reviewed probably by me later or something. They're pretty cool. Um, like, pretty... Pretty cool pure like punk band uh, type albums, but yeah, this is where they first start becoming the AFI that everybody knows once they hit around like Sing the Sorrow or December Underground. But um, Ziggy, how did you feel about Black Sails in the Sunset? So I listened to it, um, you know, you, the first time I listened to it was when you first bought it on vinyl. And whatever company you ordered it from happened to accidentally send you a second. Amazon. Yes. Thank you, Amazon, for sending Gibbs over here a second copy because I was able to get a copy for free. Uh, That was the first time I listened to it. Uh, You know, I hadn't listened to it. uh, You know, after discussing it that we were going to be doing it on this episode, I hadn't listened to it since that first kind of get-go. So I was kind of, you know, everything was, you know, kind of new to me when I listened to it again. But it's, it's... surprisingly punk yeah they they you know? still have a they still have like a really deep punk influence and i think this is where they start calling themselves like more of a post-punk which you know it's punk rock with like other influence so you start seeing like what they are like moving towards and what you know they, their their goal what they say is to try to recreate themselves with every album so they're they're fresh and new for for um, for every time you get something new from you know, otherwise it's just should have just put it on black sales if it's yeah. Uh, and the the only <laughs> the you know my extent of listening to AFI was um what was, what was that album that had kind of their first big uh, sing the sorrow sing the sorrow so that was that was kind of my extent of AFI so I didn't really know anything about AFI previous to that so listening to this was definitely kind of yeah sing sing the sorrow is not a, sing the sorrow is not a bad introduction <laughs> to afi um it's it's one of my favorite albums by them but there's just there's so much more because there, there's two whole albums before that one that not a lot of people know about and this is one of them this being you know their first with the current band which they're still all together today which is pretty awesome because what's this this came out in 1999 so what's that uh 20 years 20 ago? years 20 years with 20 the current band mm-hmm. the band itself's been together since 95 so you know put that together that's that's over 20 yeah years. i think that i think that was one of the uh you know gratifying things to hear when i was listening to this album was the differences from seeing the sorrow and this you know it's not you're not getting the same album over and over again. Yeah, you're getting different. Yeah, well, well different yeah. Albums, this this is know? like if yeah. you went into Black Cells in the Sunset expecting Sing the Sorrow, like you you were thrown for a loop on this one because I mean Sing the Sorrow was considered. They lost a lot of fans with Sing the Sorrow as lo- as well as made new ones because of their like emergence onto the mainstream. But a lot of bands like got pushed away from Sing the Sorrow just because it was a little. It had a little more of like the catchier tunes and. Um, they weren't that that's when they kind of went from like a post punk to more of like a post hardcore sound and then from there on out there was kind of like a pop alternative right and I was I was definitely kind of going back to what you said I was definitely going into it expecting seeing the sorrow because that's what I knew of AFI but I was genuinely surprised when and not not surprised but I was genuinely excited when I heard what it actually was because I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and the more I read the lyrics, the more I enjoyed it. And, uh, well, I mean, as we go through this little series that we're doing, uh, we'll be doing three three of our favorite bands, um, and three of their of the albums that we like the most from them. Uh, so I'm going to be doing some more AFI, so you'll continue to see their evolution. We'll do Stick to Your Guns later and see their evolution, and it's that's a fun thing to watch is like a band's growth. You know, some people get turned off by it. I like to kind of grow with the bands that I listen to. So when they mature and you can see it in their music, I kind of like that because, you know, I matured as a person as well. Yeah, and you definitely, you <clears> definitely <throat> see the maturity um, in the Stick to Your Guns albums as well. 
And we had this conversation a couple weeks ago, but, you know, with your whole No Rap 2019, I'm glad you did it because it was reintroducing me to, you know, stick to your guns, for instance. And I, I, th- I think when I got my tax refund, I went and bought a bunch of, you know, stick to your guns albums that I never listened to before because I, I finally started listening to them once you broke through with your No Rap 2019 and it's, they're, they're good. Yeah, and we'll be looking at a couple of those. It's been um, it's been a cool break, you know. I'm 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 eventually gonna listen to hip hop again, but it's just like every everything's started to become so convoluted. It's to to the point where like I couldn't stand the rap music I was hearing on the radio or the stuff people were trying to show me. I'm the type of person where I like to find new stuff, so. I'll, Anytime someone tells me to listen to an album, I'll listen to it. And then I kind of just listened to so much of the shit that I was just like, okay, I'm, I think I'm done with rap music for now. But Understandable. Here we are. We, you know, we're going to do a nice little band series, and this is going to be fun. Um, second album, or sec- second song on the album, Black Sails in the Sunset. Um, you chose one of the songs that you liked uh, I did. And that you would like to break down a, so, a periphery, right? Yeah, I'm still I'm still a little iffy on the pronunciation. I, I think it's porphy- Porphyria, something like that. Anyways, I listened to it. I listened to it a couple times. And prior to actually getting the definition and figuring out what the definition of uh, Porphyria was. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I kind of had um, I, you know, I, I kind of had some different thoughts as to what specifically you know they're trying to get across with all this. But the more I read into what Porphyria was, the more the lyrics really started making sense. So just so you guys don't know, and I'm not, I'm still not 100% clear about what Porphyria is, but I have a general idea that allows me to sort of understand the song a little better. But it's basically this rare disease where um, hemoglobin isn't, it's either produced like less or it's produced not as much. And hemoglobin's what's responsible for passing oxygen throughout the bloodstream and everything. As a result, what happens is um, your your urine becomes real dark. Uh, you have these mental disturbances, and then one of the key things that happens during porphyria is that you have this real high sensitivity. Uh, your skin has a real high sensitivity to light. Okay, um, something that that sort of relates to, which is where they get this alternate name for porphyria. Uh, vampires. Vampires cannot be out in the sunlight. They, you know, they, their skin gets affected very much so from being out in the light. So one of the alternate names for porphyria is the vampire disease. Going on with that, as you start listening to the song, it kind of sounds like they're just singing about vampires. That was my, you know, primary assumption from it. But it, it you know, it starts... Uh, I know it's here we retreat for where else could we go to great disbelief there's uh, somewhere we belong in negative space supposed flaws go unseen but our strength is shown that line right there that in negative space supposed flaws go unseen but our strength is shown um, I, I felt like when, it, when I was listening to that I, I knew what negative space was and I wanted to just double check real mm-hmm. quick one time online to make sure that I knew what it was that's what it's there for anymore, right. man. There, there's Sidebar, there is no excuse anymore to look like a fool, you know, before you talk about something, you know what I mean? Because we've got the internet at our disposal and our smartphones. We can just type something in and, and educate ourselves and kind of get a, a picture of what something is. I don't I don't understand why people try to, like, you know, just... Pull shit out their ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, when it's like, because I'm going to fact check you. Yeah, I'm a fact checker, so if I, if I think you're full of shit... I might look like I'm texting, but I'm really fact-checking fact you. I am fact-checking you. But, um, yeah, so neg- negative space is just the... Um, it's a big thing in art as well and photography and all that all that stuff. But uh, it's the space around and between subjects of an image. Um, and anyways, you know, as I was, was kind of going through that and listening to it... Um, because of the space in which they're in, in that negative space, all those flaws that people often view with va- uh, vampires, for instance, they go unseen because of that negative space. But their ultimate strength is shown. Um, I don't know. I just I, I thought that was kind of neat. But you you know you keep you keep going on and on, and 
Um, and you know, we'll we'll go through we'll go through some of the other. Um, and what's what's interesting about this actually being about like a, a vampire kind of disease is um, this was like the start of like Davy Havoc's like goth look. So with this album, so that kind of makes sense, you know. He's kind of going into that whole like, like scene, having that vibe about him, where he's you know, you know got the black hair, black nails, lipstick. Kind of has the looks of yeah, exactly what a vampire would be. Yeah. So he, you know, maybe he's he's talking about this new like persona that he's he's taken mm-hmm. on as well. Um, I mean, dude, there's so it's hard to break down their lyrics because right. it's, it's so like perceptional. Right, I just thought, I, you know, right off the bat, you know, the more the more I went into it and the more I sort of dug into it and everything, I just thought it was real interesting that they were able to tell this very vivid. And, you know, as you go through the song, I mean, they got every single detail that you would imagine goes hand in hand with vampires pretty much. But I just thought it was real interesting that they were able to make the song so detailed about vampires or what I imagined it to be about vampires and, you know, name it after an actual disease porphyria I don't, you know maybe did they have somebody in the family that had porphyria do they know somebody that had porphyria that caused them to create this song? i don't know it's, it's interesting another thing is as as i read this next little like stanza um it i i think possibly it could it could also maybe reference um just that whole like punk scene because they talk about how um uh was hate what we've become. In darkness together, we're bringing in the light. In darkness together, we are farming. The, the fire tomorrow is born in the night. The darkness together, we ignite. <clears throat> you know, and then he's he's continued to talk about, like, you know, we've been shunned. Uh, great. By the masses, by society. Yeah, exactly. And, and punks, punks are like the outcasts, you know? So, like, they, they can live in that that what you said, what negative space, right? you know, so they, they go unseen for the most part cause they don't really put themselves out there to and really es- be, especially, like especially during, you know, that time. Cause I remember when kind of the Gothic scene and the, uh, you know, just, just Gothic scene in general really broke out into the, into the world. I, f- I feel like it was around the time when we were in high school and everything and it makes sense because there were there were time and time again, I can't even count how many times when people I knew who were a part of the gothic culture, the gothic population at the school were looked down upon. They were shunned by the masses because they were quote unquote weird. Yeah, just anything like that. Far so, out different, mm-hmm. like your not your cookie. Because they quarter. weren't afraid to be themselves. They weren't afraid to do their own thing. Yeah, it's crazy just just reading over these lyrics now and uh, knowing the the definition of porphyria. How how much thought Davy puts into his lyrics, and it's dude. That's and that that was the thing because you know, like I said, prior to knowing what porphyria was, I had a completely different assumption as to what this song was even about. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, you were telling me you were like, he's like, do you know what porphyria means? Because now that I I looked it up and I'm rereading these lyrics, it makes so much sense, and it really does. Like he's definitely talking about like um, these vampire people, you know, these these like outcasts, these people that are being shunned, and you know, <clears throat> it's that's pretty awesome. So Porphyria, we'll uh, we'll play that track and you can hear that back. And if you feel like you got a different uh, um, perception of the song, let us know. And I just want to I just want to say one more line that I just I, I remembered it from before, but you know it came back to me as I was reading through this. In luminous eyes, reflections of fear absolute. That's fucking gnarly. Yeah, just he's, imagine that. Like you, you've all you. I don't care imagery. who you are. He's got so much yes. imagery. You've all seen <clears throat> vampire movies. I don't care yeah. who you are. You've seen a vampire movie. You know. How luminous those vampire eyes are. And yeah. when they look into the soul of somebody that doesn't know exactly who they are and they're scared of who this different being is, they see reflections of fear. Yeah. Those reflections of fear. Yeah, dude. It's it's like fear like in its purest form. You're yeah. like, ah. What's this <clears throat> vampire I've never seen before? Yeah, so we're we're gonna fucking listen to Perfiria and then we'll uh we'll come back and I'll I'm gonna break down one of my favorite songs from this album. 
So this is Porphyria. <laughs> That was Porphyria by AFI off the Black Sails in the Sunset album. That was a great choice because that's, I mean, they, they have a, sh- a short track at the beginning, but that's like their first, like, hey, here's the album track. And it, it starts very fast, super, and, super punk. like. And I think well, that was one of, the, uh, one of the reasons why it stood out to me so much was because I, I love that just fast pace, like, I, I love the way they incorporate so much backup vocal of like the band and uh, what I'll talk about with this song that we're about to go over is uh, um, something that it's, it's, a, it's a little fun fact so we'll go over that okay um, yeah dude that's, that's so, f- so fun song darkness together are we bring in the light <clears throat> so uh, the song I'm I chose to go over is called clove smoke catharsis it is a uh, track what is that six track six on the album and um basically uh what i got from this song is um the chorus of the song goes if only pure sweetness was offered why is this bitter taste left in my mouth and if i could catch my breath just to exhale i'd know that i held it in too long so I did a little research. I I had like in mind what I thought it was. I instantly I was like, well, it's uh, he's talking about something that was like bittersweet, you know. So it's like, you know, bittersweet. It's it's that like good feeling, but it came at a cost, you know. So it's like maybe it was like some sort of like relationship with uh, like a friend or maybe you know a girlfriend or whatever. Um, <clears throat> Maybe it was just a toxic relationship, and you held on too long. And uh, when you finally let it go, it was it was bittersweet. So it's like the it, the the sweetness was offered, but why is this bitter taste left in my mouth? You know, it's like it's like oh man, this is what I wanted, but fuck no, it's now. Look at everything I just had to let go for me to feel better. Um. Yeah, that's I mean it's essentially the in a nutshell that's yeah. what I got from that song. Okay. So <laughs> as I as I as I listened to it and as I read over the lyrics um I kind of just imagined it just to be exactly what the title of the song says, Sm- Close Smoke Catharsis. Well, that that's another one of the theories that I I I should have mentioned just mm-hmm. now 
um because i was i was reading up on on song meetings yeah. like the song meetings website and um davy is straight edge so oh. the it could just be straightforward what it is right. where you know some he decided yeah i'll try it you know he's straight edge and he just doesn't really get what the deal is you know the cloves are sweet when you smoke a clove it's it is sweet so right. that that's accurate and when when the sweetness is gone it leaves that, that bitter smoke bitter, taste just like yeah. the cigarettes too yeah exactly okay yeah i mean that that was my that was my take from it um when, you know when i first heard it was just kind of a night with friends you know you're, you're chilling with friends kicking back hanging out and you know i i had no idea he was straight edge one bit and that's very interesting that you know that's brought up. I mean, I'm, I'm still gonna roll. It it could be that night with friends because of, along with some the the lyrics in the first verse is the lean um, against the. It, it seems like he's at this this gathering, gathering but he doesn't want to be seen. He does he doesn't right. feel like he belongs, so he's right. like kind of keeping to himself mm-hmm. and maybe fell to like peer pressure and ended up trying something he didn't want to because he was somewhere he felt he shouldn't have been and. You know, he says, lean against the night and laugh as I try to scale against the wall. Ignored futility fills the air. You're the only one to watch me fall. And one of the reasons why I thought this was kind of about a night of, you know, kicking back with friends, maybe drinking, taking a little, you know, smoke break, um, was because the, uh, you know, the the laughing part of it, I know that alcohol induces laughter and creates Mm -hmm. people to laugh. And then as I try to scale the wall, I've tried to scale numerous walls when I was in a drunken daze. So that, I don't know, that just kind of reminded me of my days, you know, when I was drunk. But I, I love, I love the, the, um, the way that he's able to appeal to like your taste buds in the chorus, right? Yes. I know, I know you already brought it up, but he does such a good job. It's I, I've smoked cloves once or twice. Fantastic, before. like imagery that he's like he's personifying pretty much this uh, this clove smoke to where like I mean you could take it as literally as you know he tried the clove and it was sweet and bitter, but at the same time like if if you go to the whole you know the bittersweet uh, ending to something, he also says if I could catch my breath just to exhale. I know that I held on, held it in too long. That could be like a metaphor to, you know, hold, you're in this hold, rocky relationship. Yeah, holding it in, holding right. on to it, and when you finally exhale, Not loose what it actually is. Yeah, when yeah. you when you finally exhale, it you realize that you held it held it in too long. Right when you could have, you know, just taken a breath or. And kinda... when, if you hold in smoke in your lungs too long, it it causes bleeding. The crazy like thought and imagery that goes into these right. it's nuts dude it's, as a lyricist myself dude stuff like this just makes me like what am I doing <laughs> you know <laughs> this guy this man is a poet he doesn't even yeah. have to have yeah, to sing he definitely it definitely you know? does a good job um, and I think that's one of the important things a, a lot of people don't I mean uh, I don't want to sound like a prude by saying this or anything, but uh, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the, well, as far as like more modern, like rap artists go, they do not create that sort of imagery. You know, no. they, 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 they don't create not, that not sort of all. imagery. I mean, it's in, in a lot of music at all, yeah, at all, like even modern rock, you know, you can listen to modern rock and everything's to make a buck these days because everyone could do it now. So it's like you kind of lose. I mean, I'm sure there's true poets out there like this still, but they kind of get lost in the shuffle because everybody could do this now. Well, that and, you know, like maybe I'm just not the rock um, genre is pretty right. Not mainstream anymore. Maybe I'm just not as, you know, um, already drawing blinks right now. Um, aware of some of the more modern, you know, rock artists and stuff like that. But, you know, from what, from what I gather, you know, it's like a needle in a haystack now. It's, it, you don't, you don't really find, I feel the sort of stuff that it, it, it's, it's not like it's not there either because I go and look up 
some of my favorite bands like every week that I'd remember like oh I listened to them and I was like oh they just dropped an album last year like bless the fall I haven't listened to since fucking 2007 and they were like a like a screamo band and I just listened to their new album they dropped last year and it is amazing it's not really screamo anymore but it's fantastic like it's a great album but anyway Clove Smoke Catharsis, that's that's what I got from it. I mean, you could take it you could take it to a metaphorical sense or even a literal, a, a literal sense. I and mean, that, that's one of the great things about lyrics is, you know, it's how you interpret it. Exactly. You know, Let's see what you guys think. This is Clove Smoke Catharsis. <laughs>
All right, track six on the album, Close Smoke Catharsis. Great song. It's a, it's a cool little break in the album. Like, the, the album's so fast-paced and, like, that punk vibe to it, just like their previous albums. And then you just get what is essentially, like, their first, like, real ballad that they, they put out together. It's a nice slow take and then kick straight back into some fucking hardcore, fast-paced <laughs> shit with... The prayer position, which we're going to be breaking down with Ziggy. Yeah, so I was so right off the bat when 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 we decided that we're going to do two songs from each other's albums, I pretty much knew right away that Porphyria was one of them, but I had a little trouble finding um, finding the second one, and I, I have a story about that, which we'll we'll cover, you know, at the end of the AFI segment. That's uh, pretty funny, but excuse me, um, I ultimately ended up deciding on the prayer position. One of the reasons it kind of stood out to me, and Gibbs actually brought up a pretty interesting point today, was that was it every member in AFI is atheist, um, or just yeah they they kind of all share like the same mindset. Uh, I've watched interviews where they say uh, they don't they don't make music that that no one agrees upon, or like everyone pretty much feels the same way about the music, like ly- lyrically and musically. So if it's not like a, an agreed upon as a band thing then it doesn't even like reach the album. So I, I would assume that they all have like this, the, the same like atheistic uh, mindset. Okay. Okay. So one of the reasons it was real interesting to me was, you know, growing up, um, it's pretty good, huh? <laughs> it is sweet. <laughs> it is. It, sweet, it's a lot it's sweeter tasty, than I thought yeah. it was going to be. <laughs> uh, the, the, the more you get into it, I, I think the better it is. I think the fruit like settles at the top. So it's, uh, it's like less sweet. It's fine. It's just, yeah. it's a huge uh, difference. Contrast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, way different. So growing up, um, you know, I was in a, I was in a semi-religious family. I mean, you know, my, my mom took us to Sunday church, Sunday school um, once a week. My dad stayed home though. But the, the older I got, the more I kind of, you know, questioned religion and everything. Um, and I, one of the reasons I thought this was so interesting was that I think it ultimately is this sort of anti-established religion sort of song. And once again, he does an excellent, excellent job at perfectly detailing the process of somebody praying, kind of. But as he discusses it, one of the reasons why I feel it is sort of anti-religion is because of some of his descriptions in the process of, you know, the actual process of praying and everything. For instance, the very first line, he says, now peel the skin back from the flesh, steal the flesh back from the starving static minds. I feel like essentially he's basically saying that, you know, through praying, through having this conversation with God about whatever issue it may be, you're ultimately becoming this new individual and sort of shedding um, the flesh and the outer layer of your original self. Hence, or not not hence, but ultimately creating this new individual that's not kind of necessarily you, maybe. Um, that, that's that's kind of what I, what I got from that first section right off the bat then the chorus comes in and he says push to our knees so let us pray kind of coming off to me that it's sort of this you know this force force. yes yeah so it's like this and when when you think about it religion in in america is very forced forced. Mm -hmm. and very like uh brainwash into your your mind that there's there's one specific way of this life and it's it's the you know the one that we believe in and it, right. And I've, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with people, you know, before where they're like, oh, Ziggy, you don't, you know, you don't see how I use my non-government name. Yeah, oh. man, there you go. <laughs> I almost messed up on myself. No more bleeps. <laughs> we ain't bleeping no more. Um, so they're like, hey, Ziggy, you know, how, how come you don't, how come you don't, you know, oh, did it freeze? No. Oh, how come you don't, you know, go to church? How come you don't believe in religion, this and that and everything? And I'm like, you know, I just, I, I don't see it to be a perceivable thing. I, I still live a good life. I'm still this, I feel, you know, I feel like I'm a very good individual. I'm a very helpful individual, very yeah, courteous, I, kind I agree with I agree with a ton of the messages right. to live a prosperous and uh, like <laughs> a righteous path of life and like a, the way a life of a a 
decent human being should be. Um, as far as all the crazy antics, it's hard for me to get behind uh, without visually seeing something like that ever happen. You know, <laughs> um, so I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say that I'm on the whole like atheistic anti-religion type of deal. I'd like to believe that something like this out there exists right. to give me some sort of closure Peace when it comes mind. to life. Right. But at the same time, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to push my beliefs on you. Don't push them on me. And you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's that's we'll see. That's right. what, that's the way I like to look at it. We'll see. And uh, so, so going back, going back into the course a little, which again, this, this relates more to why I feel like this is this anti-religion song, but Later in the course, he says, watch all that's wasted wash away. Making me sort of come to think that, you know, through through the process of having, you know, whatever religion he's discussing, whatever church he's discussing, whatever it may be, having him pray, he's praying away all the stuff that the church and religion sort of feels is a waste of time. Making this again, this brand new, new individual that isn't necessarily who you were from the get go, but it's this, this new form and you're following the religion, you're following uh, the church. And another fun fact, he, (laughs) what makes this so relevant in his life is, uh, when he was younger, he was forced to, uh, into attending Catholic school. Mm. He went to a Catholic like elementary school, uh, growing up. I'm pretty sure I know exactly which one because, I mean, another AFI fun fact, they're from Ukiah, California, which I grew up in. So a lot of uh, when, you know, when I look into their backstory, I can really relate to just because I I grew up in the same little little fucking town. And um, he went to a Catholic school. I'm pretty sure it was was probably like St. Mary's, it was called. Um, And uh, his parents forced him to go there. He actually got kicked out of Catholic school for just being too quote unquote like demonic i guess <laughs> the, he, he he was he would get in trouble for drawing pictures and i guess they were too like satanic really uh too huh. well, i mean you, you know the, relig- the religious yeah. nuts dude yeah. the simplest little doodle can look like satan's face or something i don't know and who knows but um the the last the last little um the last little lyric that i want to mention before we shoot over to you Gibby was um the the pre-chorus which was actually one of the one of the um reasons why this song sort of stood out to me a little was the pre-chorus but um excuse me all the space dust is making me burp but um and in the distance there's a gathering that no longer seems so far away and it's you know again it just goes back to the imagery that he's able to create with these lyrics and everything you know through praying you're you know you're um, praying to the gods in heaven and everything and God, my bad. Um, you know, and in the distance there's this gathering for when the time comes, you know, the, it's the like more the, you pray, this, the closer uh, this, to God you become. Or even, and, or even just feeling trapped in this like forced and, religion and you see that you see where you could be to be out of it, out you of know, it. and it, it, mm-hmm. it no longer seems far away. Like you feel like you're forever stuck like this and you know, it's, it's in arm's reach now. My favorite part is it's gotta be, the breakdown uh where it slows down and he's he's like i can't help but fear look to my species and tremble <clears throat> he's because he's pr- pretty much just saying like like i gotta look at humanity and how they're all so deranged and so religiously driven that like you just think that god is this the most like just thing in the world and that that has to be it because because of why because somebody told you that or a book told you that you know you it's like a song about like m- becoming yourself and like making your own decisions it's dude there's so many paths that you could take these songs it's crazy it's like I create a new one every time I like, yeah break you can break that, down each like line and into and the, something the, almost the more I listen to it you know every time I listen to it the more um, you know, I just kind of realized something different about what I feel he's trying to say, or I have this new take on it. So it's, it's amazing that he's able to do that with his audience. Yeah. This, know? this is probably 
if not my favorite, my my second favorite song on the album. I didn't pick it just because it, it's so good that I figured you're you're probably gonna pick it if if you're gonna pick them. <clears throat> so this is uh, the prayer position, kick ass song. Enjoy it, break it down yourself, and uh, we'll hit the final song and bring it home for the uh, Black Cells in the Sunset album. get into um our last breakdown uh no poetic device this is this it's a pretty short song i'm pretty sure it's like maybe two and a half minutes or even less than that no no poetic device is my favorite song on the album it's it's so good it's quick it's catchy it's um crazy lyrically and let's let you know let's break it down he starts off uh, saying, "I've been, I've been dreaming, I've been dreaming, I was lucid, and uh, blood was seeping. It was seeping from my pores. Who'd believe that it was all my own decision? Um, cracked faces and medicated smiles set fire to my home before I turned and walked back in. For every needle open my chest, insert ten pins. I just anticipate what awaits when I awake. Break." I die, die in my daydreams. Oh, I've been dreaming, I've been dreaming, I was lucid. So, I mean, it, essentially, it's, uh, 
what it seems it seems like he's just he's having these dreams of hurting himself you know in and them being lucid dreams it's like he's controlling the fact and in his dreams himself. you know he's he's like almost like anxiously awaiting the time to hurt himself i don't know if like it's yeah just the the time when he could actually lucid dream so that he can hurt himself in a sense yeah it's yeah. it's that's a wild it's a wild song it kind of it's kind of depressing seeing that it's not a the vibe of the song isn't depressing at all no it's very one bit. very up tempo super like a fun track very fast track it's catchy i you know i i love the song but going over the lyrics you know the gardens have all been overgrown i pushed my hand through the thorns just to crush the final rose and you know like a rose is something that represents like beauty, beauty and like love. you know and he's like Crushing causing pain to himself just to like take that beauty away like that's it's like he's so like bent on on darkness and destruction i feel like that's a big like fairy tale thing too kind of maybe i don't know like roses and the antagonist destroying the final, like maybe like some Sleeping Beauty shit or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very familiar with Sleeping Beauty, but yeah, that that dude, that verse too. That was the part that really kind of stuck out to me, and you know, I was just blown away the whole time that he's lucid dreaming, he's controlling these, and he's. If you've ever gotten hit with a thorn. Rose bush. I mean, it's not the most pleasant feeling. He also says, "For every every needle, open up my chest." Yeah. And insert ten, ten pins. pins. Like what I when I was looking into the these lyrics, uh, someone was saying that it's another like religious reference, and um, I guess in in uh, I guess the garden, Jesus was bleeding. Uh, through his pores, which they were saying that might be a religious reference, but at the same time, it possibly could be just because they put the thorns around, you know, Jesus's head. Uh, I don't know if it was like rosebush thorns, but they put like this little crown of thorns on his head. Was that when he was on <clears throat> when he was crucified? on the crucifix? Okay. It's like maybe he's dreaming of himself being this like martyr for what he believes in. Even you know what I mean? Like he wants to be the Jesus of what he believes. Okay, crazy. <laughs> you know who, who fucking knows? Really, it's it's all in for interpretation. We need to, dude. I, I I really want to to meet this guy and ask him what Davy Havoc and just like, dude, I'm a very lyrically driven person, and you fuck with my emotions. <laughs> you really do. I feel like you, we need to sit down for like three hours and it have a serious hot. breakdown it of every hot, fucking man. lyric that you've wrote that has been giving me fucking goosebumps and nightmares forever. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about just not even like nightmares. Cause it's like scary lyrics, but just nightmares of like trying to comprehend what he's what really mean, saying. Yeah. It's like, yeah, fuck, dude, tell me, yeah. tell me anyway. Yeah. This one's pretty simple, pretty short. Yeah. I mean, that, that was my basic gist from it was just that he's, um, you know, maybe he's, yeah, just bringing himself pain or he was affected in a way that, you know, wants to bring himself pain, which, you know, I, I understand a lot of people, you know, do that. And, you know, maybe he was feeling that way and he put his that, emotions it, You know, he, he could have been real depressed to, during yeah, this album yeah. and, you know, it was showing and, you his know, lyrics. found a way to escape that reality by putting his emotions and thoughts into these lyrics and everything. But it, it, it just, it's still crazy to me. Part of me really wants to learn how to control dreams. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I you, think, you ever I tried it though, where it's like there's something real good going on, and then you you. I've been there where I've like consciously kind of like been in my dreams, but there were times where I couldn't control it. Like I was consciously aware of myself dreaming, which is part of lucid dreaming. But it, the other part of lucid dreaming is being able to control control, yeah. control it. And I was which, I was talking to somebody about this who was studying the practice of controlling dreams lucid dreaming man i feel like this this could be a whole other conversation though this because this is interesting yeah, I, stuff I, I don't know I, i'm real curious about it i heard the first step though was that 
as soon as you wake up, after you have a dream, write down what occurred in your dream so you remember. And I guess that's the first part. But I, I never really remember once I wake up. I wake up, I'm like, man, that shit was crazy. And then I go eat breakfast, and then I forget what happened. <laughs> right on. <laughs> All right, this is No Poetic Device. <laughs> No Poetic Device by AFI off the Black Sales in the Sunset album. Fantastic album. If you know of AFI and you don't know of this album, go back and listen to it. Uh, it came in 1999. It's the first album from all four members that are in the band today. And uh, it's what really kind of sparked their mainstream push. And uh, them being the AFI everybody knows today. Um we're going to close you off with um, our song. It's called Voyage to Valhalla. We sampled a song called, called God Called in Sick Today off of this album. Uh, so listen to that song first and then go and listen to our, or we're going to listen to ours anyway. But, you know, go go back and reference that song so you, you can see uh, what exactly we sampled from that. This has been Season 2, Episode 3, the breakdown of AFI's Black Sails in the Sunset album. We'll see you next time with Stick to Your Guns. What's the album name? For what it's worth. I rise from the ashes. In the eyes of the masses. Every minute I was second pass. It's a matchstick. Fangs dying light in the blackness. In the end it was tragic. A pressing no longer outlast. A disaster broken and battered. Swollen and scattered. Half of the man I originally set out with. Journey in part just to beat with my fate with continuous learning, frivolous search, and the stress of my test can be read on my face. Gotta keep to the pace by myself by the shore. Toes in the sand, thought the end was in store. Grip the heel to my sword, hit a die for my story. Bye to the pride, say goodbye to the glory. Not a time to think about who I died disappointing. I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. The wind sets away. Keep to the pace. If I'm not here to die, then I'm not here to stay. It's the thrill of the chase, and I'm not done yet. As I'm fading to black in my last sunset. As the days pass, come the nights and sail. Waves of memories prevail, and the wind saw the tears. As the days pass, come the nights and sail. Waves of memories prevail, and the wind saw the tears. As the days pass, come the nights and sail. Waves of memories prevail, and the winds or the tears.
Just on the last page, just the last chapter, so each that matters Aches, pains, the whole body sore The rain came, creating muddy shores Bone chilling down to his core With open sores that'll never heal He saw the arms reach down and he took the deal Under one condition and the mind concealed Plus the tail of the gents Carry it on, pass it down to the young ones Heroes never die, but the legends of loved ones Damn. Yeah.